Hey, Unchained listeners. As you know, it's hard keeping up with the fast-paced world of crypto, so we've got just the thing for you. Subscribe to our free Unchained daily newsletter at unchainedcrypto.substack.com. You'll get the latest crypto news and original articles from our reporters, as well as summaries of other happenings and bullet points, plus our meme of the day, all curated and written by our amazing team. It's still your no-hype resource for all things crypto, just in newsletter form. Sign up at unchainedcrypto.substack.com. Again, the URL is unchainedcrypto.substack.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Unconfirmed, the show that reveals how the marquee names in crypto are reacting to the week's top headlines and gets the inside scoop on what they see on the horizon. I'm your host, Laura Shin, a journalist with over two decades of experience. I started covering crypto six years ago, and as a senior editor at Forbes, was the first mainstream media reporter to cover cryptocurrency full-time. This is the June 18th episode of Unconfirmed. The Crypto.com app pays you up to 8.5% interest on your Bitcoin. Get $25 when you download the Crypto.com app with code LAURA. The link is in the description. Near is an open source platform that accelerates the development of decentralized applications, overcoming high fees and slow speeds with its fast, scalable, low-cost, and climate-neutral blockchain protocol. Learn more at near.org. Tezos is smart money that's redefining what it means to hold and exchange value in a digitally connected world. Discover how people are reimagining the world around you on Tezos. Today's guest is T. Kanani, co-founder and CEO of Polygon. Welcome, Jainty. Uh, thank you, Laura, for having me. Polygon has had quite a few months, especially considering that the overall market has kind of been in a bit of the doldrums. So can you tell me from your perspective, the story of how Polygon has taken off these last few months? Uh, definitely. Um, so no, we have been working on Polygon since 2017 uh, and launched our mainnet in last year, May. And since then, we are we are working with dApps to onboard them on Polygon. Uh, and we had like no 100, 200 dApp applications at the time uh, before three months ago. And then uh, the NFT uh, boom came, right? And DeFi, uh, DeFi was there, DeFi boom was there. And everyone was trying to send transactions on Ethereum, right? And at the time, like Ethereum gas fees went like a hundred way or something like, and people were spending a lot of USD, uh, a lot of ETH on, uh, on, on Ethereum as a gas fees. And at the same time, you know, Aave uh, deployed on Polygon, right? And we created a pool, uh, incentives pool for the, for the Aave liquidity, right? And Bring it, it brought a huge liquidity to the Polygon. Uh, at the same time, uh, Sushi Swap, Curve, and multiple other DeFi came and started doing the same. And it it kind of you know, blew the the whole DeFi uh, boom on, on Polygon from from Ethereum, and it, it it just got crazy and crazy. Currently, we we are we have like 500 plus uh, applications, uh, DeFi, NFTs. Every, every every kind of you no know, different applications and in the in the latest like few 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 days ago like it crash happened right and the matic was only the token who was like sustaining its value uh, we we were seeing like you no know, huge uh, investor uh, interest in polygon right uh, institution investors retailers and 
and what we did is kind of uh, creating the path for layer two, right? Uh, if you see layer two ecosystem, like there was no other layer two solutions ready for the production as we are. And that's what happened in the last few days and I would say weeks that Polygon uh, paved the path for the layer two and so that, you know, uh, on Ethereum, you can scale right away. Right? You don't have to wait for any other applications. You can just go and deploy your application on Polygon and you can scale right now. And that's, I think, uh, was a major part of the success of Polygon. Yeah. So as I'm sure most of our listeners are aware, there are multiple ways to scale. And a lot of layer two scaling solutions on Ethereum are taking one specific approach. How has Polygon decided to scale? Yeah, so we started with Plasma. Um, so in 2017, end of, like late 2017, I was uh, doing research on scalability and Plasma specifically. And then uh, we started with Plasma, but in Plasma, we, we didn't want to do UTXO-based Plasma. So what we did is uh, account-based Plasma, which is similar to Ethereum, right? And for that, we took the EVM approach, right? What, what we thought like, let's take the EVM and change it to make the Plasma compatible. And by doing that, what happens is that any developer can just move their applications from Ethereum chain to Plasma Polygon chain in few minutes, right? Uh, but you know what? Uh, the, in Plasma, currently we are supporting only transfers, uh, not any arbitrary uh, state transfer state changes. And if you want to support any arbitrary state transfers state changes, you need to create the predicates contract on the Ethereum chain. Um, so we thought, you know, it's very hard for developers to create each kind of specific predicates for each for, for the use cases. So what we did is created a proof of stake bridge uh, from Ethereum chain to Polygon chain. Right? And Polygon chain is uh, before before the proof of, proof of stake bridge, uh, it has 100 validators, right? A Polygon chain has 100 validators and it runs in kind of you know, simple parallel uh, EVM chain, but faster to Ethereum. And with Polygon, uh, with proof of stake bridge, uh, you can have any kind of State, uh, state changes on the on the polygon. It's just the same as the EVM chain, right? So let's say if you have a bunch of let's say Aave contracts on the Ethereum, and you just want to tip, if you want to migrate to Polygon, you can just take those bunch of contracts, Aave contracts, and deploy on the on the Polygon, and that's it. You are done, right? You don't have to change anything at all, right? You can you can move your tokens, you can move your state changes. Uh, any kind of arbitrary state data, right? You can move that from Ethereum chain to Polygon chain using the bridge, generalized bridge. And you can also move back uh, using the checkpoint mechanism. So checkpoint is nothing but a hash of blocks on of the Polygon. And we do that, we push those checkpoints on the, on the Ethereum chain. Uh, so you can prove, prove that, you know, your transaction is there on the Polygon in this block at this uh, index. You can do that. And with that, you can prove any kind of receipt, any kind of logs, and exit those. You can prove that state data and retrieve those data on the Ethereum chain. And uh, that's how it, the withdrawal works, right? So the whole thing is kind of, you no. Know, we started with Plasma. We added the proof of stake bridge, a simple uh, bridge. Now what we are trying to do is having a, a expanding our ecosystem. 
and with that we are also going to support our rollups zk rollups uh, and multiple app specific chains the, the the approach is that we don't not going to just take the simple rollup approach we have the we we want to focus on the usability and, and for the for the app developers right and with that uh, we think that pushing all the data on the ethereum chain for the rollups is not sustainable at all and that's why we are also creating our data ability chain in house and the data ability chain basically helps app developers to reduce the cost for the rollup so when let's say we, if we if we if we want to use the rollup arbitrum rollup with a with with a with a polygon dlir you can do that so it's kind of you no know, mix and match approach we are taking in uh, more kind of you no know, generalized approach where app developers can use the uh, use the, the whole layer to very securely plus they don't have to worry about the, the cost of the pushing the data on the ethereum chain so that's what we are going to do in the next few months yeah wow yeah just listening to that it's very easy to understand how so much activity has shifted very quickly and why uh, and i was curious how are you seeing users on polygon differing from those who have stayed on ethereum if there is any difference um user base is is similar 100% similar it's, it's just a kind of you no know, you have to add the url on the metamask if you want to use metamask but if you are using the wallet link or other kind of mobile wallet wallet connect right you don't have to worry about it all uh, it's it's just works seamlessly uh as you, as you are working on the ethereum but faster right and your cost is very cheap yeah okay i do think i did see that there was some data showing that some of the users on polygon or, or that a greater number of them were transacting in smaller amounts and that whales were um <laughs> sticking around <laughs> on ethereum but then i did also see more news saying that whales also um seem to be moving over and what types of projects do you see typically taking off on Polygon? Um, I just noticed, you know, there's, it seems like there's quite a lot of gaming and NFT apps on Polygon. And obviously, you know, DeFi um, is also popular, but I, w I was surprised about the number of gaming and NFT apps. Yeah. I mean, uh, as, as I say, you know, we have 500 plus applications right now. And uh, most of them are like, you know, DeFi and uh, NFTs. In NFTs, I, I think my popular is one is uh, Zedron, right? So Zedron is quite popular at the time, and uh, people were using the buying the horses and horse, and they, they are putting the horses into races and with uh, in the, with the race, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, for, and, just for people who don't know, that's I mean, you said it, but it's where people can bet on these um, horse, digital yeah. horses, yeah, yeah, digital horses. And in the DeFi side, we have Aave, right? Aave is biggest uh, DeFi right now on the, on the Polygon, and it 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 has seven billion plus uh, USD worth of tokens locked in Aave Aave market uh, on on Polygon. Uh, with that, we have QuickSwap, uh, SushiSwap, both both have a one million plus uh, liquidity, right? We have Curve. Uh, and multiple others, uh, no, other DeFi is also coming, uh, deploying as we speak on the, the Polygon. So I think I think we we pretty much covered the all hot popular Ethereum applications as we speak. Yeah. So yeah. 
All right. So in a moment, we'll discuss what's next for Polygon. But first, a quick word from the sponsors who make this show possible. Did you know nearly $338 million worth of NFTs were sent last year? And in 2021, that number is growing faster than ever. If you're looking to make your first NFT, check out NIR's fast, scalable, low-cost, open-source platform. NIR is investing 80 million NIR tokens in community-led projects over the course of five years to power sustainable innovation through its ecosystem, with fundraising opportunities and support for DAOs and DAPs to engage fans and reach new audiences. Come learn why NIR is the infrastructure for innovation at nea.org. Tezos lets you easily exchange smart money throughout our digital world. A self-upgradable blockchain with a proven track record, Tezos seamlessly adopts tomorrow's innovations without network disruptions today. Because of this adaptability, engineers, conservationists, entrepreneurs, collectors, game developers, and artists from around the world are building, creating, and using Tezos every day. Discover how people are reimagining the world around you on Tezos. Back to my conversation with JT Kanani. So one thing that a lot of DeFi protocols were discussing kind of, I don't know, maybe a year or, or several months ago was about the composability issue in DeFi and how going to layer two could break that. And some some different projects have just gone with one layer two solution or another. And I wondered, do you feel that Polygon addresses that issue? And if so, how? Um, I think uh, composability was an issue uh, when people were, people were talking about the uh, app-specific uh, rollups or app-specific sidechain or you know, app, um, chain, right? Simple chain, uh, like Cosmos. Right? Cosmos has a, like IPC, they just launched IPC, but it's still, um, like, no, it's not that popular as, as we um, as we see in the, or we, we predict, right? In composability, like of course, like DeFi, is, DeFi needs composability, right? If you think about the curve protocol, simple as curve, right? Uh, it needs like to, you know, multiple DeFi protocols to to work. Uh, Aave needs let's say chaining gen, gen, Oracle, right? Uh, other 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 uh, um, other DeFi application needs other DeFi applications to work on, right? So in general, like of course, DeFi needs composability, and if you break down the applications into the multiple chains, it also brings a problem of liquidity fragmentation, right? So those two problems are go hand in hand, like composability and liquidity. But what we are trying to see in, on the on the specific to Polygon proof of stake chain, we have a one chain, right? We don't have a application specific chain. So you just deploy um, as you deploying on Ethereum. It's like you can say, okay, hey, is, this is the sister chain of, of Ethereum, right? Uh, Polygon is a sister chain of Ethereum. You can deploy, uh, you can use the liquidity the same way you, you do on Ethereum. And the roll-up and second-hand, you know, currently Arbitrum and Optimism are there, are they are coming uh, and uh, there will be a same as, as a proof-of-stake chains. Like we have, uh, there will be multiple applications in the same chain. So there will there won't be any composability issue, but I'm I will see some liquidity fragmentation between the Polygon chain and the Arbitrum chain and the Optimism chain. Right? If you deploy different kind of applications, uh, same applications on the different platforms, and, and that's that's exactly what we are experiencing right now. Right? Uh, what happens is let's say if you have a, a liquidity on the Binance chain and 
uh, if you want to if people want to move the liquidity from ethereum chain or from finance chain to polygon chain it's very tricky right and i'm i'm I'll, I'll, i feel that it will be a same problem when we have a multiple rollups multiple chains in the in the future even the composability with composability is kind of the liquidity is part of the composability i would assume because it's uh, just a uh, same thing uh, part of this uh, part of the composability so what we are trying to solve on the in the polygon is to how to do the the state call between the chain using the uh, at, at the protocol level uh, when i say protocol level it means that uh, similar to ipc right ipc is kind of works underneath of cosmos sdk or tendermint level right you don't need a application level uh, changes to do the transfer or composability for to to achieve the composability you need to make it at a protocol level that way you don't break the composability you don't break the liquidity as well you can always move your liquidity from here to there very easily without uh, creating the synthetics on the different chains but i think it's it's very tricky in in general uh, because you have to change or maybe fork your chain or it's very hard to change uh, because if you are let's say application level transfer state transfer or uh, token transfer is very easy but if you go on the protocol level on the on the on the lower level it's it's hard to change and uh, i think it can be tricky to implement but i think uh, we need to do we have to do that otherwise it will be a problem when we have a roll ups and multiple roll ups and multiple chains yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping I make sense. <laughs> yeah. I make sense well, I, yeah, I think we're going to have to see how this all plays out. I mean, I think it is a tricky issue um, and uh, kind of a, a, a big vision that you have there. So speaking of Polygon has gotten a lot of investment recently, you know, in and around it. Um, AU21 announced a $21 million ecosystem fund. Billionaire Mark Cuban announced that he had invested, although he didn't disclose, disclose the amount and UN0X announced you, you two together will spend $10.5 million to bring more users to Polygon. So what do you plan to do with this money and, and what are your strategies for bringing more users to Polygon? Yeah, I mean, we have a different agenda for different kind of funds. So uh, for, for 0X and for the for Zero x DAO fund, we are specifically looking to uh, bring more applications for the on, on, on the exchange side right, and the DeFi side. And with DeFi, we, we are hoping to spend our money on the supporting multiple startups, multiple crypto projects, uh, which are just starting out and bring, bring them uh, on, on, on Polygon. With AU21 Capital, it's, it's generic general uh, fund for the specific focused on the Polygon. Right, and uh, with that, uh, I think they are, they are they are planning to deploy those funds in multiple uh, projects to uh, on Polygon. It can be DeFi, it can be NFTs, it can be any any, any other uh, other projects. We also just announced Polygon SDK, right? So we are also focusing to, uh, crypto projects who are using the uh, Polygon SDK, right, uh, and building their own uh, crypto projects. So we are also going to fund. Uh, the projects uh, using, using this fund and on the Mark Cuban side, uh, of course, like, you know, it's a strategic, strategic, strategic investment uh, from him because he was uh, very much uh, a user of Polygon. He was using multiple applications. So uh, it, it was great to be uh, on, on board and uh, he's, he's, he's good at 
technology right uh, so we were talking to mark cuban um, and he was he was very keen like understanding the roll ups and zip curls and everything so we were surprised to see his uh, uh, ideas around uh, around the tech so i think having him on board is a is a good addition to uh, polygon ecosystem in general right um, yeah and and with that like we have multiple other fund also coming up uh, focused on polygon and with that uh, what happen we want to do we want to expand our polygon ecosystem with roll ups zip curls of uh polygon sdk current proof of stake chain uh, and we want to you know bring more um, applications who are kind of reach to non crypto users right currently we have a we have a people users who are, who are using polygon but what we are going to do is like we 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 we're going to launch um, nfts focused fund as well in the near future uh, with that we we are going to target the specific to games like you know web to games uh, right so those kind of different different agenda we have with the uh, with the funds we specific funds and uh, it just uh, see like how how it pans out in the future yeah and yeah and just for listeners who may not know sdk stands for software developer kit right so yeah. um that's yeah to to get more people building on polygon and it, so what is the future for polygon once ethereum 2.0 shifts because obviously that will you know scale ethereum at the base layer so um at that point what would that mean for polygon yeah i mean what i'm i'm thinking is that kind of no let's say even if ethereum scales it won't reach uh, like in millions of transactions per, per per minutes or per second you know or or per per day i would say uh, it will have obviously increase some capacity of the current chain uh, but i think it will also allow our users Layer to users to withdraw uh, more space for the withdraw and deposits, right? Also, what I think is that you know, for example, let's say for example, two years back, uh, Ethereum was making let's say thousands of transactions per day, uh, right? Currently, it's making 1.5 million transactions per day, and uh, uh, Polygon is making seven million transactions per day, right? If you see Binance chain, it, it was making like 12 million per transaction per day before it got It it got problem right. What I am saying is that if in the future, let's say if if crypto market expands, it will have a uh, it 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 will need more uh, transactions per day. It will you know you need bigger and bigger uh, more and more scalability. So even if Ethereum Ethereum two point zero will come, I'm hundred percent sure it will it will get jam in few days or few weeks for sure. <laughs> uh, you know it's it's like it's like you uber right like uh, when uber came you you were taking the uber and uh, you you got the uber in a few seconds right now i know like in bangalore in india like if you ask for uber or ola it won't come because it's so much demand there because you know people traveled a lot more right because of the pandemic it it got down but the, the supply came also you know demand also increased uh, you know better you know higher than the supply so it's like It's the same uh, situation will be in the future. So I'm 100% sure we'll be like you no know, uh, helping Ethereum 2.0 scale as well in the future. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense and is also um, <laughs> kind of funny, frankly. Um, <laughs> anyway, well, it has been such a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for illuminating us on this um, hot new layer two of Ethereum. And yeah, thanks so much for coming on Unconfirmed. Thank you. 
Don't forget, next up is the weekly news recap. Stick around for This Week in Crypto after this short break. With over 10 million users, Crypto.com is the easiest place to buy and sell over 90 cryptocurrencies. Grow your crypto with Crypto.com Earn, which pays up to 8.5% interest on your Bitcoin and 14% interest on your stablecoins. When it's time to spend your crypto, nothing beats the Crypto.com Visa card, which pays you up to 8% back instantly and gives you 100% rebates for your Netflix, Spotify, and Amazon Prime subscriptions. Download the Crypto.com app now and get $25 by using the code LAURA. The link is in the description. Thanks for tuning in to this week's news recap. First headline, Taproot, the biggest upgrade to Bitcoin in four years, is locked in as lightning doubles. Last Friday, Bitcoin's Taproot upgrade, the most significant protocol improvement in years, officially locked in after passing the speedy trial parameters, which required 90% of the blocks mined in a two-week window to signal support for the upgrade. The full implementation of Taproot, however, is still a ways off, as the next step in the activation process is a five-month waiting period. This dead period is designed to give miners and nodes the opportunity to upgrade their software to contain the logic for the Taproot soft fork. When Bitcoin reaches block number seven thousand, when Bitcoin reaches block number seven hundred nine thousand six hundred thirty-two, which is estimated to happen in November, Taproot will activate, allowing nodes to begin recognizing transactions made using Taproot. The integration of Taproot will be the first major upgrade to Bitcoin's code since 2017's Segregated Witness. Taproot hopes to improve Bitcoin's privacy, multi-sig wallets, security, and scaling. On a related note, Bitcoin's Lightning Network has continued to grow since April, when it hit 10,000 operating nodes for the first time, nearly doubling within a year. Though May and June were slow for the markets, according to Bitcoin Visuals and 1ML, over the past 30 days, Bitcoin's Layer 2 solution has seen growth in three major statistics. Number one, number of nodes grew by 5.25%. Two, number of channels increased by 9.2%. And three, network capacity jumped by 15%. Zoom out even further and the growth becomes even more substantial. As of June 11th, 2020, there were only 5,916 nodes with channels and the cumulative network capacity, which is the amount of BTC locked in the Lightning channels, sat at 936 Bitcoin. According to CoinSquare's Kevin Rook, part of the excitement about uh, around Lightning Network could stem from El Salvador. On Twitter, he pointed out that two of the most popular finance apps in El Salvador are Lightning-enabled Bitcoin wallets. He tweeted, It's Lightning season. Lightning Network capacity just broke 1,500 BTC. Networks, nodes, channels, and capacity are at all-time highs. Next headline. The crypto market may be down, but private investments continue flowing in. This week, three crypto companies alone announced over $350 million in funding. The largest raise totaled $230 million, with Peter Thiel leading a high-profile group of investors to back BitDAO, a decentralized autonomous organization designed to invest in DeFi projects. Bybit, an Asian cryptocurrency exchange, also got in on the project, pledging future shares that could amount to $1 billion a year. BitDAO token holders will be able to vote on which projects to invest in, and the DAO aims to employ hundreds of people in its R&D centers, according to the block. Bitwise also announced a significant raise, closing a Series B of $70 million led by Henry Kravis, 
the founder of private equity firm KKR, billionaire Stanley Druckenmiller, and Bridgewater CEO David McCormick, among others. According to CNBC, Bitwise recently became profitable after four years of business, when it hit $1.2 billion in assets under management at the end of the first quarter. Rounding out a big week in funding, DYDX, a decentralized derivatives exchange, secured $65 million in a Series C led by Paradigm, after its January raise of $10 million. With a new influx of cash, Antonio Giuliano, the founder of DYDX, and also a previous guest on Unchained, expressed interest in decentralizing the protocol, telling the block, quote, Our goal really is to get to a point where we're only publishing open source code and all of DYDX is run natively on the blockchain. Next headline. MicroStrategy's macro strategy is pretty simple. Bitcoin. Monday was a busy day for MicroStrategy, the software company turned corporate hodler. Early that morning, MicroStrategy announced the completion of its $500 million offering of secured notes, bringing in a total of $488 million after fees to purchase more Bitcoin. According to reports, the company received more than $1.5 billion worth of notes for the first time, more than tripling the original offering of $400 million. Hours after completing the debt offering, MicroStrategy also unveiled a plan to sell $1 billion worth of its stock, with the proceeds being used for, quote, general corporate purposes, including the acquisition of more Bitcoin. The software firm currently holds 92,000 Bitcoin on its balance sheet, worth roughly $3.7 billion. With the addition of $1.5 billion in potential capital available, MicroStrategy could afford over 35,000 Bitcoin. Next headline, crypto's first large-scale bank run. According to data from CoinGecko, Iron Titanium Token, or Titan, crashed from $60 to just a sliver above $0 in less than 24 hours on Wednesday. Titan is linked to the Iron Finance Project, which mints so-called stablecoins by locking in a combination of 25% Titan and 75% USDC. Coindesk reported that, quote, when new Iron stablecoins are minted, the demand for Titan increases, driving up its price. Conversely, when the price of Titan falls dramatically, as was the case on Wednesday evening, the peg becomes unstable. In a post-mortem blog post, Iron Finance described the event as, quote, the world's first large-scale crypto bank run. As Titan began free-falling from $60, so did the pegged value of Iron, falling to under $0.70 cents as a bank run was initiated on Titan, creating, as Fred Shibesta founder of finder.com.au and an iron finance investor told Coindesk, quote, a crypto vortex of money. Iron finance explains this, explained this vortex as a quote, negative feedback loop and the worst thing that could happen to the protocol where panic selling led to more Titan creation, which drove Titan prices down, which caused more panic. For context, at one point, iron finance had $2 billion in value locked into the network. That number has dropped to $238 million as of press time. Titan and Iron Finance were available on Polygon and Binance Smart Chain. Mark Cuban, billionaire investor and avid DeFi user, recently admitted to being a liquidity provider on QuickSwap, an automated market maker native to Polygon, for the DAI slash Titan trading pair, in a blog post on DeFi, which I recommended in the Daily Newsletter earlier this week. In a response to a tweet referencing the Titan crash as, quote, a rug pull, Cuban replied that he, quote, got hit like everyone else. Later on, in an email to Bloomberg, he called for regulation in the industry, quote, to define what a stablecoin is and what collateralization is acceptable. Preston Byrne, 
partner at Anderson Kill, tweeted back at him. Mark Cuban, this stuff is already regulated. That coin is more likely than not an unregistered security. You should have known it and you bought it anyway. Don't call for regulation just because your crypto investment team doesn't know what they're doing. This one is on you. Speaking of regulation, next we have a U.S. regulatory roundup. On Tuesday, Congresswoman Maxine Waters announced a new working group for House Democrats focused on crypto regulation. The group's goal is to, quote, work together on legislation and policy solutions on such matters as crypto regulation, the use of blockchain and distributed ledger technology, and the possible development of a U.S. central bank digital currency. On Wednesday, Waters' team released the group's roster, which will feature blockchain caucus and fintechs, fintech task force leadership members. Bill Foster, a member of the working group and a blockchain programmer, told the block, quote, the United States is playing catch up to the rest of the world when it comes to digital currency. And if we're going to protect the U.S. dollar status as the world's reserve currency, we need to make the development of secure and privacy preserving digital currency a priority. Also this week, the SEC delayed its Van Eck Bitcoin ETF decision, indicating it would like additional feedback. In the filing, the SEC is specifically looking for public comments on the susceptibility of an ETF to market manipulation, along with whether the regulatory landscape has changed significantly since 2016, when Bitcoin ETFs first gained popular traction. Next headline. Can and should a DAO go to court? Welcome to the metaverse. A recent proposal on the governance form for Curve, a DeFi project for stablecoin trading, calls for enforcing its intellectual property rights in court. HydroSam, the author of the proposal, believes that Curve's DAO should protect its IP on behalf of its stakeholders, just as centralized exchanges would protect IP on behalf of a shareholder. He writes, quote, Centralized exchanges protect their IP on behalf of their shareholders, and there is no reason why Curve just by virtue of its DAO organization, should not protect itself for the benefit of vote escrowed CRV token holders. Written on Wednesday, the proposal takes aim at Saddle Finance, a competing automated market maker, which, as of the as the proposal notes, has been accused of wholesale copying of Curve code. For example, back in January, Curve told Crypto Briefing that a Quantstamp audit found Saddle Finance's implementation of its stable swap function to be, quote, exactly the same algorithm seen in Curve's codebase. The proposal argues that Curve's governance form should, quote, review any proposals from law firms, make them public, and put them out to a DAO vote. Any proposed settlement should also be subject to a DAO vote. At the moment, 70% of members of the governance form agree with the proposal. Time for fun bits. A 13-year-old dev created a protocol managing $1 million. Meet Gajesh Naik, a teenager and founder of Polygosh, a DeFi protocol housed on Polygon managing around $1 million in funds. According to Decrypt, Naik started coding at just eight years old and has learned five coding languages already, including Solidity, Ethereum smart contract language. Arjun Kalsi, the vice president of Polygon, describes the project as, quote, a clone of Goose Finance, with a few minor modifications borrowed from SushiSwap. Kelsey praised Nike as, quote, the kind of guy who can build the next Facebook or the next WhatsApp. That being said, this is still a DeFi project built by a 13-year-old that DeFi watches Chris Black warns allows a single administrator to exert control over the entire network. All right, thanks for tuning in. To learn more about GNT and Polygon, be sure to check out the links in the show notes. Heads up, everyone. The Unchained newsletter has switched from a weekly news recap to a daily blog in order to keep up the crazy pace of crypto news. 
Each morning, you'll get four to five quick headlines, a crypto meme or two, and a few recommended reads. Head to unchainedpodcast.com and the sign up for the email newsletter is right on the homepage. You can also find the link in my Twitter bio. Unconfirmed is produced by me, Laura Shin, with help from Anthony Yoon, Mark Murdoch, and Daniel Ness. Thanks for listening.